Welcome to Machine Learning, How the World Works. I'm going to talk today about anomaly detection and how to do that using Python. So the first thing we're looking at when we're looking at anomaly detection is outliers. And we want to be able to find those particular um, data points that are not in the normal di distribution. They, they are on the, they're at the um, edge of the distribution curve. <clears throat> so you might say that they might be uh, in the third standard deviation. They would be particular behaviors or um, events in the data that isolate them away from the group. Now, there's a couple of tools that you can use to do this. One I found was very um, interesting, which I'm starting to think is a very important tool, is Z-scores. Uh, you can use Z-scores, MAD, Quartiles, Isolation Forest, K-nearest Neighbor, uh, and local LOF, a local uh, partitioning. And also, another one that can be used is SVM, Support Vector Machine. And they can be used <clears throat> to try to classify these outliers. Now, the one that I found that was real interesting was Z-scores and Isolation Force. Those two I really like, and the reason I like them is they're easy to set up and they give really good results right away. Now the hardest part to isolation force is your hypertuning because um, you have to figure out what your depth of your trees will be and the max number of leaves. But um, it does quickly identify the data uh, in the data that is different. And they work really good with time series data. So you have classification data and you have time series data, and they work really well with that. Now, K-nearest neighbor also works really well for unsupervised learning, and it can be used to find groupings or clusters of data, and that might uh, help you to identify the anomaly. Now, I'm starting to think in business that anomaly detection is really good because it, if you're looking at things that are varying away from the norm, you might these, these areas might be areas of error or extraordinary uh, opportunity. And so for that reason, I think that uh, anomaly detection is very important as you analyze data, but it's it's interesting to figure out what data to uh, apply anomaly detection to, and then what would be the actionable items that would result from that anomaly detection. It's usually anomaly detection usually results in investigation. Now, for example, Morpheus, going to NASA, it uses anomaly detection um, to identify certain types of galaxies or uh, 
particular areas of interest. The way it does it is it takes the pixels and segments it and probably does some sort of edge detection. And along with the edge detection, it feeds it through a convolution neural net. And based on the outline of a trained, it trains against in known galaxies or quasars or black holes, depending on what type of uh, data that they're looking at at the segmentation level, or the, it's somewhat of a grouping of pixels together, then it can correctly classify those objects based on its uh, filtering in the uh, convolution neural net, its kernel size, its uh, number of layers. So that was a, that's not actually anomaly detection, that's more like object recognition and classification. But at the same time, if you were looking for quasars or something uh, along that, like maybe supernovas, there's 5,000 supernovas that have been identified. I think that there's going to be a lot more supernovas if they, uh, as the uh, James Webb starts to scan half a million, half a billion galaxies. And we'll see that supernovas have a, they're, they're very distribute, distributed in space as the data begins to be analyzed. And they're not at the edge of the, known universe as previously thought because of the Big Bang. So it'll be interesting as the data comes in and uh, new models of the universe have to be created to match the data.